Welcome to the wonderful world of wine, exploring all things wine with you. We are your hosts, Kim Simone and Mark Lindsay, and you can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. Hello and welcome to another week of the wonderful world of wine. We are Mark and Kim and we are your wine hosts taking you through all new current trends and topics in the wine world and things that you might want to know about. And how are you this week, Mark? I'm good, Kim. How are you? I'm good. I'm busy as always, but doing great. Can you believe the holidays are coming up so fast. Yeah. I know. Time things is have like really picked up in the wine world. You know, as you know, in uh, sales lingo, we call this uh, OND, October, November, December. It's the uh, <laughs> the time of the year when wine companies, whether they be retailers or wholesalers, you know, really uh, batten down the hatches and uh, gear up for the fall holidays. So we've got Thanksgiving coming up. We've got Christmas. We've got New Year's. We've got Hanukkah. We've got all sorts of fall and winter holidays. So people get uh, people get their wine on. And the rumors are true, Kim. There will be shortages in a lot of items. So for oh my the goodness, I'm already sensing to, it. It's especially crazy. your bubbly is is intense shortage. Uh, I know. You, you just cannot get any French champagne. So uh, if you're thinking of New Year's now. You should, because if you see any champagne, pick it up. Other than that, you're going to be Prosecco New Year's. Yeah, I feel so. I th- yeah, and, you know, Prosecco does seem to be still out there. The pink stuff seems to be a little bit in a little less quantity. I think uh, there was a, an over, not an overabundance, but in the six months ago, eight months ago, we had plenty of it because it would, had just been released. And now it's a little bit harder to find. But I've been doing a lot of Spanish classes and, uh, you know, Spanish wine tastings. And I have to say, Spanish cava is fairly difficult to get these days as well. Yeah, it's strange. And I yeah. still haven't got an explanation for why the, the sparklings, especially yeah. from, from France, are yeah. so hard to get. Well, supply chain shortages are hitting all aspects of all industries. And I think that that is how, what we're feeling in our little corner of the market here. Well, we'll always have some wine, but you know, <laughs> that's right. Shop, so people just have to branch out. There will be wine on the shelves. It just might be not the exact yeah, bottle different. that you're looking that's, for. And that's why we're here to talk wine, help people with alternatives in the wine world. And we'll always mention new things or alternative things as we go along with the articles right. we talk about. So. so what do we want to want to talk about first today, Mark? Well, I wanted to explore something that's a little unusual, I think, for me as a, as a man anyway. I wanted to talk about an article that was in romper.com, and it was all the rules around drinking wine and breastfeeding. And I thought this was a topic we should talk about, as in the wine world, there's a lot of discussion of course, everyone says you should not drink when you're pregnant, and we highly recommend you don't do that. And there's a lot of non-alternative, non-alcoholic alternatives out there that people do mm-hmm. take pot in, and, and it's very popular for me to sell. But I thought we could discuss this article, Kim, and how breastfeeding and drinking wine it affects things going on. Mm-hmm. And we also found another article to follow up on this article that of a woman who was traveling around wine country 
with her infant and breastfeeding. So I don't want to pry, Kim, but I mean, can you relate to, <laughs> you know, stories behind? You want you all know? the anecdotal evidence from me, don't you? No, no I just, I, as a man, I, I never thought it. I obviously, we think of, you know, not drinking when you're pregnant, but then after everyone is just probably jonesing to have some, some wine, right? But if you're breastfeeding, I never thought of this, that it can be in the breast milk, the alcohol. Yeah. So there are rules that should be followed. And have you heard this in your circle that there's concerns or it's brought up that people maybe still don't drink or they, they're aware of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's I would say there is a nursing mothers pay attention to these kinds of things. And it's certainly a, an, an open topic of conversation in uh, new mother circles. And I don't think that the science has or the recommendations has nece necessarily changed in the um, few years since I had newborns. Um, so my kids are 13 and 11. So I was in the wine industry uh, and, and in wine sales when uh, when I was pregnant and also when my kids were newborns. So, you know, this is a topic that I have lived through. So I feel qualified <laughs> to, to talk about this topic. But yeah, so the, the medical recommendations for me back, you know, 11, 12, 13 years ago are pretty much the same as they are today. So it all revolves around how fast does your body process the alcohol? And as long as women are drinking in moderation, with the same sort of paying attention to, well, you wouldn't want to drink this much amount of wine and then, you know, get in your car and drive. You're sort of thinking about, well, how quickly is my body processing the alcohol and how could it then possibly get into my baby's system? So the, the rule of thumb is that you process, you know, your one serving of alcohol within an hour. Um, of how of when you've consumed it. And that is four to five ounces of wine or, you know, a 12 ounce beer, anything that's in the general alcohol content of a regular size drink. So we're not talking a glass of port. We're not talking a glass of, you know, really high octane, like barley wine or anything here. So a beer that's like 5% or a glass of wine that's like 12%. So, I mean, you know, as long as you give it like an hour after you consume your beverage before you nurse your baby, it's pretty much out of your system. But a lot of people will take it to the next level and be super careful and not nurse their kid within a couple of hours of having a glass of wine. Or if they pump breast milk within that time frame, then they'll dump it out. Um, but it, as the second article showed us, there are creative ways to dealing with it. And Mothers and fathers know best the eating habits and the, you know, the hunger cycles of their kid. So sort of basing it around when you think you, the kid is going to be hungry and making sure that you're making smart decisions about uh, when and what to feed your baby. So first, Kim, I have to ask you, going back, you were saying nothing's really changed over the last 13 years or so. I have to think back, and I always have this conversation with my mother when we look at old family photos. Mm. And my mother is, you know, I was born in December. So at the holiday times, there's pictures of my mom pregnant, drinking and having a cigarette, right? Oh, say, See, mom, you know, now, now from that time in the, you know, the 60s and 70s to now, there was a dramatic change. Oh, yes, absolutely. You're so right in saying, but in the last 13 years, it hasn't gotten any stricter, right? It's just been, it's... No. 
you know, just don't do it while you're pregnant. And then after do it in moderation and the serving size, four to five ounces, and then it processes whatever, one to two hours. Mm -hmm. And then they say what is after you have it, you pass what five to 6% to the baby. If you don't wait that timeline, is that what I saw? Um, is it that low? I thought it was I, a little higher. I thought but... the article said something about it. Oh, maybe percent, that's percentage. The percent pass yeah, to yeah, the yeah, baby yeah. is five to six percent. Percent alcohol, not yeah. five to six. Right, right. Yeah. So if it'd be like don't... if you had a glass of wine, it would be like the baby was having, you know, a glass of beer. Yeah. If you don't <laughs> still don't, you don't want wait to that happen. time, that time period. Right. So. Right. And then always stick to that one serving size. So right. now does it matter in the article they mentioned, does it make a difference if it's a red wine or a white wine? If you know, mostly all the wines are 12 to 14%. So I guess the lower percentage, it would be easy to process and quicker to process sure. as well. Right? And, and it also depends on, you know, how much food you have in your stomach. So, food, you know, yep. I think that's a, a big thing that we didn't really see in this article was what other ways can you make sure that your body is processing the alcohol in a healthy way. And really the best thing to do is to make sure that one, you're hydrated and that comes up a lot for nursing mothers. You know, you need to make sure that not only do you have a, a good intake of calories because you're feeding not only yourself, but also this other little person, um, but you have to stay hydrated, especially because you're, you know, producing liquid food. And that's not really one of the things that is talked about in this article, but not only do you need to stay up on your water intake, but if you make sure that you have an appropriate amount of protein in your system, especially right before you drink, that will help slow down the digestion of the alcohol and your stomach will take care of a lot more of it before it can get into your bloodstream. So that's another, I think, great way for if you do have a baby and you are nursing and you do want to make sure that every once in a while you can have a cocktail or a glass of wine, make sure you eat first and make sure that you're hydrated. One of the things they brought up also in the article, Kim, was how often should you consume wine while you're nursing. And the recommendation was no more than one time a week, which I thought was strange if they said you can nurse after an hour or two of drinking one glass. So what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think I agree. One time <laughs> like, a week. I mean, I think that's a little restrictive. Like, yeah, once a week. It, was that the medical guideline or is that uh, is something recent that come out, you think? I don't know. Being um, strict? That was not anything that I had heard after having my children. I also, I had midwives that were taking care of my birthing experience and my aftercare. So I think just in general, midwives tend to be a little bit more open-minded and, and lenient when it comes to these sorts of recommendations. So, yeah. I mean, I even had one person tell me it was okay to have a Guinness in the third trimester or, yeah, or something yeah. just to uh, relax a little bit. So um, I'm not saying that I necessarily know what the current medical uh, guidelines are, but only having five ounces of wine a week does seem to be a little restrictive and, yeah, and not associated really with a medical necessity, I would say. Well, let's mention why it can be bad. Obviously, the alcohol is passed into the milk and they're saying it can shorten growth development. It can also affect the sleep pattern of the, of the mm -hmm. baby. And the big thing, you know, they mentioned as well is 
if you're drinking wine, it can affect you taking care of the child. So, Mm -hmm. you know, not to mention things you're passing on to the baby. So there's some good points there as far as medically why you you should be careful. Yeah, it was actually interesting. I thought in this article, they spent a little bit more time focusing on what are the detrimental effects to the mother in terms of her being a good parent if she's drinking as opposed to harm that could cause that could be caused the baby directly from alcohol consumption. So, you know, I thought that was, you know, maybe a little bit of a, uh, a curious, uh, point to bring up in the article. Another point they brought up that I thought that was really, you know, good to stress was after you give birth, you should really go slow, especially if you weren't drinking any alcohol the whole time, because it's really going to kick in more now because your Mm -hmm. body's not used to the alcohol. So you got to go slow and, and, uh, you know, maybe go by that one serving size. And if you maybe had two glasses, you don't want to do two glasses right away because it's going to really affect you. Uh, Sure. I mean, you haven't been, you haven't been drinking for the last, you know, seven or eight months, depending on when you find out, found out you were pregnant. So yeah, you know, your, um, your tolerance of alcohol is certainly changing or has changed over that time. And I have to say that just anecdotally, after I had my kids, I really wasn't interested. And, you know, everybody knows me, you know, I love my wine and I love all my, you know, other, other fun beverages out there, but I really had very little interest. I think it was probably because I was exhausted all the time. Uh, And, you know, you (laughs) you have a glass of wine. It's like, uh, you know, totally can knock you out even more uh, than you already were. So, um, you know, you know, take it from someone who regularly has had and was having wine as part of my lifestyle. You know, after I had my kids, I was like, yeah, I'm really not. I'm not into it right now. So yeah, maybe but- that was something that just biologically kicks in after you have a baby that, you know, you don't have much interest in it if you haven't been drinking wine or beer or whatnot. Um, so well, you're focused on parenting, right? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they mentioned also, you know, there's no fun nursing if you have a hangover. So, I mean, after <laughs> saying only I, have- thankfully, I've never been in that situation. <laughs> well, that's that's good. So, so now, Kim, let's talk. More related to this article, that we found another article that just came out a couple of days after this article about a woman. It was in travel and leisure, and the article was wine country with an infant. And I said, "Oh, this is a good follow up because she's going to yeah. say how she went around wine country and how she did uh, nursing and how she handled drinking." Right, but we we both had kind of a different take on this article. And the first thing that stuck out to me, Kim, was she mentioned they went to wine country and the baby was three months old. Yep. I'm like, wow. I mean, that's young, right? I mean, three months and you're already touring. Maybe they had something planned or maybe they're in the business or whatever. But so what was your take on her? I I mean, I, I had, I traveled with my kid, not travel, travel, but you know, we, we took road trips and we went places when my kids were this little. And I think because at this age, they are so exquisitely portable (laughs) and it's like it's easier to do this than when you know at this age than when they're like 12 months old or 11 months old and they're eating solid food and they're maybe walking around and you know that kind of a thing so I actually think that this was this could be a completely doable scenario if the parents are flexible and not just the parents but the places that they're going you know if you 
are able to find this fine line between this is what we're doing for us, but we know that we might have to pivot on a dime when something is going on with the kid because we need to respond to their needs as well. But I mean, my only issue really with with this article was the way that she talks about wine and the way that she talks about food. You know, she makes it uh, a little too flowery and romantic for my taste. But I think her discussion of what they did and where they went and how they responded to things that popped up and how they structured their day, I actually found quite insightful. Did you think she was a casual drinker that was just had planned a trip and then just wanted to do the trip or she? No, she strikes me as someone who, you know, is an industry person. Industry. Yeah. 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 I I think that this really struck me as, okay, here's a professional in the wine industry. She's a new mom and she is learning how to integrate her new family into her career. And and I felt like she did it very gracefully and, um, you know, with a fair amount of aplomb. So kudos to her. And she did check with her doctor, her pediatrician and with mm-hmm. with her lactation consultant. And I didn't yep. know there was such a thing. And they both said the lactation consultant said to, to be OK to nurse two to three hours after a glass or serving of five ounces. And the doctor said just one drink per hour. And you'll metabolize it fine. So, yeah. so it's within is, that same realm. Yeah, as same we've been as talking. we talked. Yeah. yeah, from the other article, and there was mention of an alcohol test strip. So, are there test products that here again picking your brain, Kim, that you can test your breast milk? Are you supposed to be? Do women check? I know we're getting off the wine subject, no, but no, they we were don't. saying you can test it for. <laughs> you can test. The, the milk I, for the yeah, alcohol. I, I, before get, you... I mean, obviously, this is a product that's out there. I have never purchased or used or seen it, but I can imagine, you know, some people are exceptionally careful people. Um, so, well, yeah, I like can see that there's a market it. out there for that, but. Yeah, um, it's it sounds yeah. like she asked the doctor, you know, how can I be safe? He said, "Well, there's this kid out there you can test, but it also detects like mouthwash and right, alcohol but it's like from super that, duper, so it's yeah. not, you know, it's not really valid." I guess he was saying. Yeah, that was the uh, one of the I things that stuck out to me in this. Kim was, I thought as she was going to the winery, she'd say, "I was at X Y Z winery. They provided a nursing area that I could go to." She never really unless I missed it, she never really mentioned when she visited, did she leave and nurse or did she nurse while she was there and how she did it? Like, was it easy to nurse a baby in the wineries? Did did you find any of that in the article? Um, I mean, the impression that I got was that there either was, you know, a room or a space or a lounge or someplace that she could go to nurse the baby in, in private. But no, would have been frankly, so I would more... say that, you know, it's act that is not necessarily something that a lot of women feel like they need to hide these days. And even when my oldest was a newborn, you know, I had a group of friends and we would all go out to like Bertucci's for lunch and we would just feed our babies at the table. And it was like no big deal. So I have a feeling that probably some of these places, you know, especially in California where things are a little bit more liberal and earthy and yeah. slow, you know, that it wouldn't be an out of the ordinary thing to see someone feeding their baby, you know, with other people around. And I certainly have done it. And I know lots and lots of other people have done it. And 
it's not a thing that we necessarily feel needs to be hidden these days. Were you getting the impression from her article that wine country is supportive of the needs in any way? Because I didn't get impression it mattered that she was nursing and she yeah, was there. I, I kind of got mean? that impression too. It's like it's it was almost like it was a non-issue. I think the bigger issue was oh, I'm bringing a baby, bringing a you baby, know, not Correct. necessarily that I'm bringing a baby who needs to be fed. Like the feeding part. It doesn't matter whether you're feeding the baby from your body or whether you're feeding the baby from a bottle. You know, it's more that I, I think the bigger matter is bringing kids in, into an environment that is based around alcohol. And I think that that is more of the issue that a lot of people would have. But even for a lot of my wine tastings that I've done, like when I did my Airbnb tastings a few years ago and I had it specifically in my write up that children were not allowed. But if it was an infant, you know, and the mother was nursing or there was no other way that the parents could have someone watch the baby for a little. Yeah. Yeah. Newborns well, need to like be you, and infants need to be with their parents. So you it's, said, it's though, yeah, you said early, you know, at that age, now I can really get your point at three at three months. I feel I would feel better bringing my child, I guess, to yeah. that environment than at seven years old when they're looking exactly. around, seeing people consuming alcohol and right. seeing all the alcohol and really grasping it more at that age. I mean, that I mean, that's a whole different topic that we could talk about, but I would be much more comfortable bringing my three month old for something. Bringing at yeah, that, that makes sense. And you when know, you said at it this earlier, age, I didn't understand why you said yeah, it earlier, but now I yeah. do. It's more like, you know, still at this age, babies are you know, almost still an extension of their parents, you know, yeah. they need to be with them, you know, and not only because they're so little, but also if you are their food source, then it's very difficult to uh, pull you apart. Try going back to work when you've got a baby that age. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just, I mean, this was just a different take of the wine yeah. world and, and how things are out there in the medical world. And, and we, when you talk about the exposure, you know, I always went on my rant about exposure and kids. And I mean, I grew up in the alcohol industry, so I was, I guess I was exposed in a different way than, than mm -hmm. most children are today. So yeah. Anything else on the wine or nursing or anything you, do you think? I just, you know, in this travel and leisure article, I just, I really like how well she was able to integrate. We are a family with um, very small children and yet we can still go about and do these adult things. You know, sometimes when we have new babies or small children, you know, we tend as parents to sometimes get lost. We lose ourselves a little bit when we have new children. And I, I really thought it was just a, a really nice article in showing that, you know, now you have a kid, but, you know, still go out and, and be who you are and, and still take advantage of those things that bring you joy, which obviously going out for her and visiting these places and doing food pairings and having these wonderful dinners and trying all these wines is a, a obviously is a deep and meaningful part of her life. And I also liked the little part in the article where she uh, mentioned that one of the wineries that they went to, one of the winemakers was actually pregnant. So they were having a conversation about tasting um, and how your tastes change, <laughs> which is totally true when you're pregnant. Um, and the winemaker was like, my sense of smell is really highlighted. But whenever I taste anything, I just, I can't taste it. So she was just like, yeah, I just, you know, I spit everything that I put in my mouth. Um, and I, and I feel like that was a lot of my experience too. When I, when I was pregnant, you know, I, I would go to wine tastings and I would do wine tastings. I would spit it all out, but you know, sometimes that heightened sense of smell and that 
uh, strange sense of taste that you have when your hormones are all in disarray because you're carrying a child. Um, it definitely can impact you in your uh, professional day-to-day kind of life. On that note, Kim, when you were pregnant, you were in the wine industry. So I did was. you notice you were smelling the aromas of wine a lot better when you were pregnant or I, did it change after? I wouldn't say better, um, but I was certainly more like smells definitely got to me more. Like with my first kid, I, I couldn't smell coffee without instantly feeling nauseous. But wine was okay. Did you pick up things in wine that you you were missing maybe when not, not that I pregnant? Remember. No, no, no. I I really don't remember. I mean, I probably missed out a bit on the flavor part of things versus the aroma part of things because you know I I didn't drink a glass of wine you know for many 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 months, and and I feel like sometimes when you spit out everything, you're not necessarily getting the full impact on your palate, but it certainly was nice to go back to wine after. We talked about, you know, the exposure and stuff like that. I still get customers that come into the retail and they'll, when they'll come in with a child and the first thing last is, oh, is it okay for the, mm-hmm. for my child to be in here? Like all afraid. Heck, I think I still ask you that, or at least I used to. I mean, like, is it okay if I have my kids with me? Yeah, I mean, people, and I, and I, I don't think of it at the time, but I mean, I grew up in being in the store, so I'm like, why do people freak out about it? But yeah, I mean, I can see, and that was one of my big things about exposure, where you see wine in all the box stores now, is everybody's really just bringing their kids in and and not really thinking that there's wine in in Mm -hmm. stores now, but. So I don't know why they freak out when they, they go in, but I guess because it's all liquor, you know, so it's. Yeah, probably. Well, I have to say when I was pregnant, so for my first pregnancy, I was working for a wholesaler. So, you know, I would go into accounts every day and I'd be selling wine. And then for my second one, I was working retail. And let me say the dirty looks that a pregnant woman gets oh, when yeah. she is working in wine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with that. You know, when you're selling things and a pregnant woman will uh, come up to the counter with a bottle of wine, they'll be, oh, it's not for me. You know, right away, they'll they'll say it to you. Oh, my goodness. So you don't question them, you know. They're always, I completely agree. Like whenever there is any of those situations, you you always will get the response from the pregnant woman being, I'm not drinking. It's not me. It's not me. It's not mine. So for all our pregnant listeners, uh, you can shop anytime. We understand people need to shop for wine and and gifts. It's it's a normal thing, right, Kim? It's a normal thing. Thank you for joining us today on The Wonderful World of Wine. We've been your hosts, Mark Lindsay and Kim Simone, exploring all things wine with you. If you want more information about Kim, please go on her website at commonwealthwineschool.com. Like more information about myself, please go on franklinlickers.com. You can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. We post all these articles. We post all past episodes, and we'd like any questions or comments on there. You can listen to us every week here on Franklin Radio, WFPR 102.9 FM. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Cheers.